welcome, as always, to yet another exciting episode of Is This Anime? I'm, I'm your anime expert, Jack Metcalf. And I'm the guy who knows nothing about anime, Malcolm Cloud. And once again, forever and always, he, he, he is joining the Five Timers Club on this Is This Anime, Domenico. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Uh, five-timer? Five-timer. Right now? Sweet. You you were the first third-timer, the first fourth-timer, and the first five-timer. So, uh, congratulations. Smash the records here. Bunch of records. And uh, last week's anime, Malcolm, was uh, Dragon Ball Z Kai. Malcolm, what, what were your thoughts on dr- last week's Dragon Ball Z Kai? Thank God Piccolo is dead. <laughs> Let's party! <laughs> Let's fucking go! Oh, man, uh, that was the best death I've seen in a while. Um, <laughs> I'm so happy. No, I mean, <laughs> that's, you know, uh, he's gone. But I have some thoughts about that uh, after watching these episodes. So um, you, have some, you have some thoughts. Uh, yeah, and, and this week's episode is once again uh, Dragon Ball Z Kai, but it is, in fact, the finale, not of the show, but but of the Saiyan saga. And for this little experiment we've been doing i don't think there's anything more but to but to just get into it there's no more setup we we've done three weeks of this we're entering our fourth last week's episode it, it was goku versus vegeta he had the kaioken times three uh how did it go for goku he's get he gets his ass handed to him uh and it's kind of funny because he's supposed to be the hero my understanding of dragon ball before this was that he was the hero he was the guy like who you know was supposed we're the one we're supposed to follow him and all he's done this entire uh, arc is he's got his ass kicked multiple times he dies then he's running on <laughs> snake river forever he at one point you tell me that like in the extended version of this arc that he ends up in hell <laughs> He then comes back to life only to get his ass kicked again. <laughs> At least he took down uh, Nappa. He he took down Nappa, who did kill like four of his friends. So he he got he that revenge. He, he didn't really take down Nappa. He Nappa got betrayed by his best friend, who was like, "You're done because you are now paralyzed." And he's, I assume, thrown into the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, uh, that that is the end of Nappa. Uh, we we will not see Nappa bearing some filler cameos. Uh, if even if we continue the series, I don't think Ma- Malcolm will ever see Napa. Maybe he'll get a bit more Napa than Raditz, but but it's not a significant amount. I can't uh, believe. And uh, yeah, that's the other thing. Raditz, wow, the brother, he's got brother he's, of the main character, the brother of the main character, in and out, <laughs> in and out. Uh, but like I said, like I said last week, I th- I think it is kind of impressive that the show does avoid the show, which ha- did like codify so many anime and manga tropes it actually avoids one of the key ones which is the evil brother who who is always like the specter of the lead character so i i think dragon ball it's it's gotta it subverts your expectations it pulls a ryan johnson for at least that one thing i I like that i I do i like that they uh subvert those expectations so yeah we we get right into this 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 episode episode 14 we get right into this big fight goku versus vegeta it's been hyped up goku's at full power i do like kaoken uh goku because he is just so unbelievably jacked goku's bodied up like abs chest just everything shoulders for days yeah he's swole he does body Vegeta quite a bit. Um, he gets some good hits. And Vegeta, of course, you know, he's, he's not too happy about this. He's the prince of a, the Saiyans. He's not supposed to be beaten by this by this lowborn dude. And he really drove the whole classism home there, talking about 
him being elite and now Goku's just a peasant. Uh, yeah, uh, Tori- Toriyama is Antifa, I suppose. There, there, there's some <laughs> aspects to that. And, uh, Go- Goku, I had to throw that out, especially for you, Domenico. Um, no, yeah, but just, it, again, it is an interesting thing. Goku, like, eat the rich. Like, <laughs> I, I think Goku would only understand uh, the first word. Guy in the other one of the other uh, previous episodes who was like the media, I hate the media or whatever. So, yeah, we we had that from Napa. Oh yeah, Napa. Okay, so yeah, Napa hates the media. Uh, Vegeta is a uh, classist. Um, Goku just wants to eat and train. So you know, it captures all aspects of uh, the political establishment or political yeah. class. Yeah, Goku um, is the undecided voter. <laughs> I uh, go Goku is a non-voter. I, I don't think Goku is aware of. I mean, he, I don't. To be fair, we we are not even really aware of of the democratic structure of this earth. I just know that it's led by like a lion man. Is it a lion man who runs the? Earth? I believe it's a lion man. <laughs> let me. I let mean, me. that's kind of cool. I kind of <laughs> like that hearing about that because there's that cat person. Are multiple cat people we we see in like backgrounds of city shots and just like in character so he, he's an anthropomorphic dog although he does kind of have some lion aspects uh his name is king Fu- king furry oh wow that's that's not even creative no <laughs> that sounds like the guy who like organized the first furry convention and he was like you must call me king furry but no, this this episode, yeah, we we get uh, Goku, Bonnie, and Vegeta, and then Vegeta gets gets right to it. He decides to uh, take down Goku the only way he knows uh, he can by uh, by unleashing his ultimate move, the the Gallic Gun. Uh, yet another food pun, Gallic Garlic. Get it? Um, but this attack is so powerful that if Goku if Goku does not uh, deflect it or something, the the Earth will be destroyed. So Vegeta very much uh, willing to commit another genocide. I mean, that's his whole deal. It's like he's he's kind of like, yeah, he's this class guy. He was like, I was in the upper echelon of the greatest warriors of the universe. And, you know, yeah, he's still like getting his hand ass handed by these like, yeah, these peasants. But also it's like, well, if you had the Dragon Balls, all he wants to do is live forever and then destroy, I assume, other planets. Uh, which is like, why would you want to live forever if all you do is to just destroy? At what point do you want to live? Um, and then also, it's, I guess... Uh, why doesn't he just bring back his own planet? But then they kind of explain it in this arc that like the dragons can't necessarily do that in a very clumsy way. There, there are a lot of are a lot, there are a lot of caveats. That's for sure. Um, but, but here's a plot hole. So we'll come up with a reason why this like we're gonna like fill this hole very shallowly. Uh, but no, th- th- this uh, Kamehameha when when Goku does unleash the Kamehameha and what he does. Uh, Kaioken times four versus Vegeta's Gallic Gun, and this this moment is just fucking badass. It's a classic beam struggle. That's that's definitely something that's going to be more and more popular in the series. And I loved it. I lo- I loved it with all my heart. And Goku does get a win. He he his Kamehameha does blast Vegeta into the sky, just like he should. <laughs> just like he should. But of course, Vegeta all, always the trickster. Uh, he has another tool up his sleeve, which is to become a great ape. Is Vegeta the Loki of this world? Is he like? Is he really the Loki of this world? Loki. I mean, Vegeta's not nearly as smart as Loki. Yeah, I mean, obviously, he's like 
you know, he's low key if he got a lobotomy, but uh, he does start to eventually resemble uh, um, maybe Thor, Thor Ragnarok Loki as the series goes on. I'll say that um, in terms of in terms of how much he becomes a meme, basically. But yeah, he's got this trick up his sleeve to become a great ape. But of course, you know, Piccolo did destroy the moon. And I like how King Kai is like, yeah, wasn't Piccolo so so clever in doing that? It's like, no, he was doing that just to save his own ass when Gohan turned into one. He, he was not thinking ahead of, of the Battle of the Sands when he decided to destroy the moon. No, I mean, because yeah, he, br- he brings back the moon, right? Like, there's that thing where it's like, is that the, we see a moon. Although he had just yeah. previously destroyed the moon, which in theory should have devastated the world. Should have, would have, could have. But uh, Vegeta, he has a technique which, which can create an artificial moon effectively. And yeah, we, we get to see, it, it actually is a pretty cool moment because we do get to see a, a, a character who is grade eight, but still in control of their their abilities, which is kind of neat. Previously, we've only seen Goku uh, in the original Dragon Ball go grade ape, and then uh, Gohan, and they were both pretty much just you know wild. They weren't thinking, but we do get Vegeta who is talking in this form. Yeah, because I, what I was told, uh, they well, it's not what I was told, but it's what it says in the show is that like yeah, they just don't have uh, the full control of their Saiyan abilities. Because I guess with Gohan, he's obviously half Saiyan, half human. He's also like four or five when that happens. Yeah, he's also a child. And we have to remember that later on. (laughs) There's a a scene, well, we'll talk about it when it happens. But there's a scene where that just made me laugh because of how stupid it got. Um, But not in like a bad way, not a stupid bad way. But yeah, but yeah, I guess no, but even Goku can't handle the Saiyan abilities. And and I do like how. Goku finally, after all this time, does realize he's like, wait, that's the form I took when I was a kid. It, it took that long for Goku to, to piece that together. He's the comedic relief on some level. I swear, he like, is, 10 episodes uh, ago, he wasn't even aware that he t- could turn into a great ape, and then somehow he just remembered that he had that ability. It helps that he was literally facing off against one. That was probably the trigger. Mm. Yeah, it sparked the memory. Spark the memory facing off against another great ape. But at the end of this episode, Goku ha- has one trick up his sleeve. It's a spirit bomb. Any other final thoughts on episode 14 before we move on? No, I mean, it was it's like the, the thing is, is these episodes kind of for me, except for the last two, like one and a half, all kind of blurred together. That's fair enough, because it's very much focused on the, the Goku versus Vegeta fight or really just everyone versus Vegeta fight. Um. Yeah. Because anyways, uh, Goku's spirit bomb uh, in the next episode does not succeed. Uh, <laughs> it gets all this hype uh, and it fails. And uh, we get to see Vegeta pretty much just own Goku as a great ape. That's where it like comes back to like Goku just like all he's done is got his ass handed to him. <laughs> this whole arc, this whole arc is, hey, let him lose and like almost die or actually die. <laughs> Yeah, that that's pretty much it. And I I wonder if the filler episodes, if the filler would have would have made this fight seem a bit more even handed. I'm not sure. I mean, maybe I don't know. It, it already felt a little fillery as it was, but I don't know. There's a lot, uh, there's a lot that happens. Fillery. Oh, Malcolm. What? All right. What are your, your thoughts? <laughs> if, if you watch actual Dragon Ball Z, you'd see like what what filler is. I just find it funny. I mean, obviously. It seemed fillery too, but it's just like you have no idea how much filler that show is. It, it's a lot of characters charging up. It's a lot of characters being like, oh, wait, I need to charge up for my next attack. I mean, that's the funny thing. Even like the big the big beam struggle between Goku and Vegeta felt short by my standards. 
Yeah, I mean, I was kind of thinking that too. There's there's literally full episodes of people just charging. It all blurs together. Really? Oh my god, that's uh, that's crazy. There is a reason why they were able to cut 130 episodes out of the show. Yeah, if there's just the charging arc, then like that's like a, just an insane arc to be doing. But no, like Goku does get some good hits on uh, on Vegeta. He does use uh, Tien's ability, Solar Flare, which is always a fun one to use. He, uh, he blasts him in the eye when he's kind of playing possum. Uh, there's some good moments. and then, But the best moment in episode 15 is probably when Yajirobe comes in and actually saves the day. He's been there the whole time. I was wondering, like, I was like, oh, yeah, he's just standing there and he's like, got to look out for number one as, like, Goku's getting his ass out of him. Let's face it. Could, could Yajirobe, I mean, I guess he does end up pulling his weight, but... But in general, if you were Yajirobe in this situation, you'd have fucking done this. I mean, what can he do? He doesn't even he he doesn't have the ability to even fly. He can't do Kai blasts or anything like that. Yeah, well, initially, like at one point, I was like, this guy's gonna be my this good guy could be my speed wagon friend, uh, uh, Mini Mister Clean. What's his name again? Krillin. Skrillin? Krillin. Krillin. Oh man, no, I was like Krillin, like Skrillin. <laughs> Krillin, yeah, they're like, you need to help us. And he's like, I gotta go. Like, that's that was like his response. It's like, I gotta leave. I'm like, you're in the middle of nowhere. You're where are you going? How did you get here? Like, that was my other question. I was like, how did you end up? How are you of all the characters in the show? How are you the one who's like right here? And where are the news guys? Where did they go? They they are probably dead because Nappa hated the media. But yeah, this episode it ends with uh, his tail being cut off, and then Goku he he gives uh, Krillin his energy. He tells Krillin he has to uh, he has to be the one to throw the spirit bomb, and uh, Krillin actually uh, he misses uh, until he doesn't. Uh, Vegeta does dodge out of the way uh, because he's trying to beat up a five year old. Vegeta spends a lot of this time threatening Gohan. Well, that's what's so funny is like, oh, man, you're you're so scared of the five year old kid. And then there was this moment where, like, with the spirit bomb, it's like going towards Gohan. And then uh, Goku's going like, uh, if there, you make sure there's no evil in your system. And all I could think of is like you were raised by Piccolo. <laughs> like there's evil course in three. <laughs> like, I don't know how there's not. <laughs> but that was my whole thought. I was like, you a monster was in you had was in your custody at one point. Uh, but you know what? It, it's Gohan's goodness that was able to uh, defrost Piccolo's heart. So yeah, uh, yeah. Gohan is able to uh, deflect that spirit bomb and does yeah. hit Vegeta. And it fucks him up. I love the animation of, of how the spirit bomb is affecting Vegeta. His face is like warping. It's pretty pretty graphic. I loved it. Yeah. Also, at one point, like uh, Vegeta loses an eye, which I thought was interesting. Did he? I thought he just got like scarred or something. Was he just scratched on the cornea? Yeah, I don't think that's permanent. It's just very badly okay. damaged. He's squinting the whole time. Because I, cause I yeah. thought he lost the an eye permanently just because of like the way like they no, didn't open that Vegeta eye. Continues, Vegeta continues to have his eyes. That's almost disappointing. I wanted him to have a like, you know, an eye patch for the rest of the arc. That, that would be pretty awesome. Uh, that spirit bomb, it fucks him up. And then even Yajirobe manages to get some hits in on Vegeta again, which I did like. Yeah, he, he slashes him in the fucking back. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, that was savage. Yeah, no, and then he gets savage on him, man, and Vegeta is, like, legit affected by it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's the only one that has any common sense, though, too. Like, he, none of these people are fighting with weapons, right? They're using their hands and their fists. So, like, so, sometimes it makes sense to bring a knife to a fight. Yeah, and, and it, it works out on multiple <laughs> occasions. 
Yeah, it's the it. only one who's like relying on a, yeah an actual weapon. Like he's the only one I think in this whole show who's like I said I'm like I'm gonna use my fists and my like my the balls of energy that come out of my hands. It's like I'm just gonna fuck you up with the sword. But it, it does pay off. Yeah, I mean again, yeah, yeah, Jirobi, he gets the tail off. He gets a back hit. Of course, Vegeta <laughs> scares him off once again. Uh, after uh, yeah, Jirobi gets that dirty shot. But the thing, uh, but then in the midst of all this, Gohan's tail manages to uh, grow back. It grows, it That's grows back, back very in like, in like a minute. Yeah. It grows back in a minute. It goes from too. nothing to something. Very convenient yeah, I was surprised by that. I was like, what? But then they like dropped like the exposition bomb of like, hey, Goku, that was happening to you too. And like Goku, I guess, just never remembered all the times that the tail was chopped off and then grew back. <laughs> Like, nope. that would have been great information early on. And also, like, doesn't... Because Piccolo cuts his tail off, like, a long, long time ago. He he just like, yanks it. He just yanks it. Oh, he yanks it? Oh, when yeah. is... I thought he... Did he yank it off? Yeah, he yanked it. Yeah, he just yanks it. He doesn't give it a full chop. He just he just pulls it out. Just, like, yeah, pulling an ingrown hair. Um. So, yeah, it, it, it seems that that uh, tail was a bit ingrown. And then, yeah, Gohan manages to turn into a great ape and then fucks Vegeta up. <laughs> Uh, Vegeta, Vegeta and Goku both get owned a lot. I mean, Vegeta, Vegeta lasts longer than Goku, but Vegeta does get it pretty fucking badly. Yeah, well, he's it is like one on like four essentially. That's that's what he's dealing with. I mean, I guess it's kind of three because Goku's kind of out of it once the other three show up. But I mean, I'm kind of impressed that Vegeta was able to kind of last as long as he did, considering the damage he took. I mean, I mean, like, Yajirobe isn't exactly a strong fighter. Gohan is five. And Krillin, Krillin doesn't contribute that much. I mean, he tries to. Uh, but again, it's he misses the spirit bomb. It's Gohan who ends up uh, pushing that towards Vegeta. And Krillin's destructor disc misses. I'm not calling it the other name. What was the other name? I forget. Uh, I'm not even going to say it because I couldn't. Eh. Not it's not religious. No, uh, Vegeta gets fucked up pretty darn good by Gohan. Uh, he's smashing him, he's grabbing him, and then Vegeta manages to actually cut off his tail. But uh, unfortunately for him, it, it's a bit too late because uh, Ape Gohan squishes him. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, that was in the fun. most humiliating I... way. Think about it. It's like he fought Goku, he had his tail chopped off, like they hit him with the spirit bomb, that couldn't kill him, but the, the final blow was the naked child falling and landing on him and crushing him. <laughs> yeah, well, this is, I feel like it was like nice payback because earlier, this is the scene I was alluding to, which was like when I go, yeah, Gohan was down and out. Uh, Vegeta was just kicking him in the ribs, like, and I was like, "Why are you kicking this child?" Like, just like, um, or was that after this? I think it was. No, it can't be after this. That was yeah, before, it was, yeah. It was, it was before, and I was just like, this, I, I laughed kind of hard. I was like, "Really? You're just gonna kick Gohan like in the ribs, like just like a." Just kicking a pigeon, like a, a homeless guy kicking a pigeon, like that. Like we're just like, why would you do that? It's so helpless. I, I'm but, sure Vegeta has killed younger creatures than Gohan, given that he is he is a fan of genocide. Probably. I mean, it's not it's not that. It's just one of those things where you're like, oh yeah, they. I just can't believe they showed it on some level. Yeah, the the, the show is shameless about about the amount of damage that uh, Gohan has taken throughout this series. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, I do agree. It's, this is a pretty humiliating way to go out. Is just be crushed by a giant uh, boy, a naked boy who's turned into an ape. And yeah, we we ended off. Uh, Krillin's got his uh, sword, and uh, the following episode, it, it's Krillin 
Krillin making the case to execute Vegeta. And I I felt this case was pretty strong, all things considered. It's so stupid that he didn't get get to kill him. Like, I was like, fuck you, Goku. I was like, Goku may be replacing as the character. I'm like, wow, Gohan has no strong male influences in his life. He's like, I've got to do this. I'm like, no, he's fucked you up multiple times. Like, please, just let it happen. I was like, fuck you, Goku. Like, you, I hope you drown in your blood right now. Like, like, just the argument was so stupid. And they tried to make it so compelling. And I was like, no, hey, this guy's going to kill everyone. I, I, face it though, Malcolm, you, you and I, we, we like Batman. And uh, Batman Batman hasn't made a successful case for uh, not killing either. And I, I'd say Joker, Joker, well, Vegeta has genocided multiple planets, but it's not like Goku cares that much. So, so the body count right now for actually, no, Vegeta doesn't actually kill any of uh, their friends. Nappa did. I mean, so, that, a, lot, a lot of the carnage is on Nappa, but at the same time, that was all under Vegeta's orders. Uh, Krillin's case was was quite strong, especially the fact that you know he could always just return and uh, come back to to haunt them. Um, but Goku, no, he 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 just wants to fight Vegeta again if he gets stronger. The the series doesn't. Uh, do do a good job of of making Krillin or not not the series. I just mean Krill, what how Krillin responds to that isn't quite believable. He's just kind of like okay, Goku, sure. Yeah, I mean if they were if that was included in that Justin Chatwin abomination of a film, uh, Justin Chatwin starring Dragon Ball movie. They, if he was like this, like uh, the final spite with the boss ended, and like you have a chance to kill him after genocide, and it's like no, I've got to fight him for a sequel. I've, I've, like... I've got spoilers. <laughs> I've got spoilers. Piccolo, who is the villain in the Justin Chatwin movie, he survives as well. Although I think it's just because he coincidentally survives, not because Chatwin Goku uh, makes the conscious uh, choice. Like people would have hated that movie even more than they did, and that movie, I've never seen it, but I assume it's. Uh, uh, unwatchable garbage we, we may cover it eventually uh we will take a break obviously from from the shenanigans in this series but i think it's definitely a contender uh give, given that it does uh star piccolo your favorite character as the villain he's the villain and he's not he's not having a redemption arc well, with a if, five-year-old if, if, there, if there was a sequel if there was a sequel to that movie it probably would have happened just a cgi gohan running around <laughs> um so yeah uh vegeta he does survive he he gets he gets to fly away into space yeah then this episode 17 again the one where vegeta is spared there's a lot of stuff i just completely forgotten it it spends a lot of time on just krillin and bulma and we get to uh we get our next uh preview for the next arc because of course you know piccolo is dead kami is dead and yeah they they have to go to namek uh how how would you feel about this choice malcolm how do you feel about this setup? Well, you you two had like told me previously that like they go to space, that there's a space arc that was coming up. I think I remember that. I think like, we might have. I already forget. Um, but I was like, are they really like uh, now? Like now? But I guess like there's no real enemies, and they've got to like revive these people, <clears throat> including unfortunately Piccolo. But uh, Piccolo was unfortunately a key to the whole revival plan. But the problem. But I kind. But I. It's weird. It's this like thing where it's like to bring back the others, you need to bring back Piccolo. So it's like, do you? And I'm like, I guess you do. Uh, because and in, in, you know what the glorious uh, pathway is that you get to watch him die again. I'm losing. I'm losing mm-hmm. you with this argument. <laughs> I did. I did love the the joke where um 
where again, like Krillin is like, oh yeah, yeah, uh, Piccolo is an alien. And Yajirobe says, you just figure that out, dude, they're both green. I love yeah, yeah, Yajirobe is the all-star in this. He, he again is just pointing out everything silly about this. Uh, I also liked how Chi-Chi said it's a mother's duty to protect her child, not the earth, which, all right, I kind of understand that. But also like if your son can literally defend the earth. Yeah, I know we've had like conversations about this, but I was like, why, 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 sh- like, is she a good mother? Like, I'm trying to figure that out. Like, I want, I think she is. Like, I think she's got the best intentions, but it's like, yeah, but you're, you knew what you were doing when you tricked Goku into marrying you, like, on some level. Of all the people to marry, especially if you want like a stable family life and, and have a child who, who gets a good job and becomes a scholar, Goku is the last husband to facilitate all that. Like, she had the opportunity, she could have just married an accountant, right? Like, or, like, someone else. Like, oh, a guy who runs, I don't know, uh, a butcher shop or whatever. And instead, it's like, I'm going to marry the most powerful man in the world uh, and then have his kid. And then I'm going to, like, make sure this kid doesn't, like, do what he needs to do, which is succeed the father as the most powerful man in the world. That that reminds me of a, another show we covered, Baki. But at least that was a more clear relationship. Baki's uh, mom and and his dad at least had a very clear clear objective that they did want to create the strongest child. Yeah, I guess that's true. Although didn't he kill the mother? Well, yeah, Baki's dad did kill Baki's mom, but but that's a whole nother thing. Yeah, that's the dark. That's the dark turn. <laughs> That the, thankfully, uh, the, there is no spousal abuse in in the uh, Dragon Ball story. I was say, unfortunately, Goku doesn't end up killing Chi Chi. Then that'd be nice. I think I made this argument Chi-Chi too. Of, like the first, she was my least favorite character growing up watching the show, just because her obsession with like, no, Gohan's got to study. Like he's saving the universe. I I can't say that Chi Chi is a particularly likable character. Also, when she showed up, was that the first time she'd seen them in like over a year? Yeah, pretty much. I get why, like, after a year, you're like, I gotta be with my child who's been missing this whole time. I understand that. But I'm also like, yeah, but you're also been missing your husband, and he's back from the dead. And he's really back again. She just didn't give a shit. he's He's on like critical life support, essentially. Like, even though he's just on a gurney, considering like the machine in the hospital room afterwards that he's put into looks like. He's uh, getting treated for polio. I gotta say, King Kai, I loved uh, King Kai with the uh, Galactic Address book. The show takes so many glorious shortcuts just to, to facilitate uh, things, where it's like, how do we get to Namek? Where, how do we find out the coordinates? Okay, we will talk to one of the lords of the underworld who can contact us telepathically. And that's just a normal thing. Nice. I would like that he, he had a part in that in the final arc, King uh, Piccolo, right? Uh, King Kai. King, who's King? Oh my God! King Kai I is a king. His name was King Piccolo, which is no, king, unfortunate because king, king Piccolo is not a king. It's also nice that Corin was in this episode. Corin the cat. We finally he got the most amount of screen time he ever did in this batch. I like him. I like him. I hope. Does he do more? Does he like? He's he's just around. He's around. Do you ever see him fight? No. Uh, you see him fight in uh, the original Dragon Ball series. And then Corin, he explains Kami's backstory, which we already basically talked about last week. Uh, so I'm not even going to get into that because I did not write it down. We, we already talked about it extensively last week because uh, I was not expecting the, that to be revealed in these episodes. Krillin, Bulma, and Roshi, they get super excited about the fact that they are going to go to space. Uh, they're, they're very excited that they have figured out how to set up the next arc for the show. 
Yeah, I mean, now it's there. They have to. Like, it'll take them a month just to travel there, which means it's at least. Two it will. It, it will. But at least we're on a Dragon Ball time where where time is as fluid or as slow as it needs to be. Yeah, either time is going at like, you know, just at a glacial pace, or it's like, and then ten days have passed, and you know, she has learned a new language. <laughs> like what? Episode eighteen. Uh, Krillin does a top tier impression of Yajirobe. I just love how they just got. Yeah, I drove these actor to just voice the lines Krillin said. Is that what they did? Yeah, it, it was the same actor. Or it definitely was uh, the same actor. Because um, when Krillin's doing an impression, it's just the actor who voices Yadrobi reading those lines. And then Bulma, she, she's she got her uh, device. She's she's figured out how to get them into space. And then coincidentally, uh, the media is covering the, uh, the discovery of a spaceship. And uh, Bulma pushes some buttons and it blows up. Yeah, it does, that does happen. I kind of forgot about that, so I was like, oh, yeah, it does blow up. Uh, yeah, uh, but thankfully, thankfully, Mr. Popo, of all people, saves the day. I I was not expecting this episode to turn into a Mr. Popo and Bulma adventure episode. I like Mr. Popo as well. I know I've been, I know I've been saying a lot I like a lot this episode, but, like, it's just been, um, he's just a nice presence to have. And one thing I noticed is from an animation standpoint is that his turban and uh, what uh, Skrillin wears for, like, his head wrap for, like, the ban- injuries he suffered uh, look like they're drawn the exact same way. I like how, I like except, how Mr. Popo... Except Mr. Popo has, like, a little, like, crystal on his turban, and it's, like, more, like, neatly come put together. Also, Mr. Popo has been aware of a spaceship all this time. Yet again, another thing where characters are like, yeah, like, we've always known about this thing that is incredibly important. Well, it's Piccolo's spaceship. That's like, It is Piccolo's spaceship. But it, like, crashed in the highlands of Scotland? Is that, like, the, 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 the implication? The, the Yunzabit Highlands. The, uh, oh, the Yunzabit. I just got kind of, like, zoned in on highlands. So I was like, oh, the Piccolo is, like, stuck in Scotland? It's like, No, there there are no, no Scots not, there. That's kind of disappointing. It would be fun to, like, have, like, someone who looks like Goku but, like, has a strong Scottish accent. Scottish Goku. Uh, they get to the spaceship, and we learn that Piccolo... Mean, means otherworld, and uh, therefore King Piccolo meant king of the underworld, king of the other world. Piccolo also means entrance because that's the uh, the word they say to get into the spaceship. I will say this episode does make me feel a little bad for Piccolo in that he was like sent to this planet and like he was supposed to like have his parents join him, and then he's like waiting around and then they never show up. It's like his and like Goku's like ways of how they got to Earth are very parallel, except, like, I think Goku's parents never expected to make it to him, whereas, mm-hmm. obviously, Piccolo's parents did. Yeah, th- there was no promise for Goku. They they never gave him a note. They just uh, plopped him yeah. into a pod. Both, yeah, both had Spider- Superman-like uh, entrances to Earth, though. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I, I guess I don't have much more to say about this episode. We, we kind of know where we're heading into the next arc. The, the characters are all going to Namek. Uh, Chi-Chi, there is a moment where Chi-Chi um, gives, Go, gives Gohan a very uh, inappropriate suit for space. Uh, and then Gohan wisely uh, tells her off. I mean, the other thing I liked about this episode was there's like a moment with uh, the, like when uh, Mr. Popo shows up and he's got the magic carpet and they're like in the hospital room. And then Chi-Chi has to like get on the carpet, but like everyone can see. Uh, Bulma, you mean. So there's like, what, sorry? Bulma. We're talking about Bulma, not Chi Chi. Oh, oh, Bulma. Oh, oh, Chi Chi's the mother, right? Oh. Chi Chi's the mom. Bulma's hey, cool. 
Yeah, Bulma is cool. Yeah, sure. She's like crawling onto the carpet. Um, I was I was thinking about it. I was like, yeah, magic carpets would be very scary to ride. Like it's like that would, it's kind of an insane way of travel. Like especially magical travel. Like there's no seatbelts. There's no like you're just like hoping that like there's a force field around it that's stopping you from flying off at any moment. Bulma is like, a woman of science. And then, like, all the people in the hospital who are looking at it being like, oh, my God, look at this, like, these two on the magic carpet. And they just, tra- like, just and all of a sudden, he also has the ability to, like, teleport. A lot I of abilities. Where, uh, I don't know if you guys noticed this. I thought it was funny. Bulma, like, implied that Mr. Popo was going to sexually assault her or something. There was that. <laughs> he, took, yeah, that- he, took, he took her out in, like, the middle of nowhere. And then she's like, hey, if you're going to try anything, I know judo. And I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah. it's like I've been training in judo since I was nine years old. I was like, oh my god, they're not, like making this reference. Because at that point, I didn't even think of it. I'm like, I feel like Mr. Popo elections, and then like watch him just hop up a mountain. <laughs> so my- Mr. Popo, very good. Uh, Mr. Again, most of it was just a fight, and the other ones are just setting up. Next, our six year old is going to go to space. And uh, in typical Dragon Ball mode, uh, Goku will not be joining them for, for a period of time. Uh, Malcolm, do you think uh, do you think Goku is going to be running late? Obviously, I think like if I know anything, Goku's going to spend the next few months like recovering in the ICU, and then just before he's able like fully recovered, he'll like rip the IV out of his arm, which is a trope I hate in like any like show where they go to a hospital. He's like, I gotta get out of here. It's like I don't know if any of you had IVs uh, before, but I have. They're not fun to deal with, and you would never in a million years think about, like, I'm going to rip this out of my arm so I can go. Like, you absolutely like, would not do that, no. Like, and it happens all the time in, in like, medical shows. I mean, I feel like, yeah, that's gonna, probably what's going to happen. And, you know, at the same time, Gohan's going to be like, I can't wait to bring back Piccolo. He, he says something that pissed me off, which was he's like, Piccolo is, like, someone I look up to almost as much as my father and he has this tribute of wearing like the purple jumpsuit I was like oh you fucker <laughs> like what have you done to him you've corrupted go on no he he he, he loved Piccolo I, I know you say it's Stockholm Syndrome but uh, that's just how, how it's gonna be for the remainder of the series but I get it if your dad's dead and you need to look for a father figure Although, you know, you just you look for the first one who shows you any sort of emotion. He is five years old and he's emotionally immature. He is very much so. So, yeah, the, the six year old, the bald guy and uh, Bulma, they're they're going to space. Uh, they're going to Namek. Uh, Malcolm, do you have any have any thoughts on what do you expect uh, from this next arc? And also, I mean, you know, there, there's also the fact that, you know, Vegeta is still around. I mean, I, I assume they're going to bump into Vegeta at some point. Like Vegeta's going to be recovering on. I don't know. Pluto or something and then they might like have a conversation but like I don't know how when he'll when they'll pass their cross will pass again all right who, who surprised it's only the three of them that are going and not like the whole crew no it's uh, like they're... hey we're gonna bring a five-year-old a person who uh is like has a concussion uh from what I gathered based on the fact that he had a head wrap 10 days ago and uh you know and then obviously the, the competent person who had to learn a language in 10 days because Mr. Popo couldn't leave. Planet yeah, that's the other thing. Uh, Mr. Popo refuses to do so. I wonder how uh, Mr. Popo would have fared in, in this next arc. Uh, in some ways, I, I think Mr. Popo is lucky for avoiding all the shenanigans. 
Does Mr. Popo have the ability to see in the future? I don't think so. Mr. Popo is just Mr. Popo. But yeah, it's hard to say. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what kind of new enemies are out there. I wonder if, do they, will they encounter Piccolo's parents? Did they, they survive and just never show up for their son? They, um, they have no role. I will tell you that right now. They, they have no role. That, what a wasted <laughs> opportunity. I wanted to just like well, some arc where they were just like, yeah, he, we knew he was going to be uh, a douche. So we, uh, we let him go. You know how like there's a Simpsons episode where like uh, in Treehouse of Horror where there's like good Bart and bad Bart. Bad Bart's like locked in the, the base or like in the attic. And then they find out later that like, I mean, this has nothing to do with anything. But then they find out like, oh, the bad Bart was the one that's been free the whole time. Yeah, I remember that one. I was like, I was like, wonder if that's something that could have happened with these parents <laughs> well <laughs> they got well, it right well remember though uh kami had to had to purge piccolo piccolo wasn't like a, a child kami piccolo is just another form of kami he was he was what kami purged out of him he literally purged the evil out of him that's what piccolo was it's a confusing now my, concept my, now, now my <laughs> rant makes less sense than before <laughs> Pic- Piccolo is literally all the evil of Kami, but then thanks to thanks to Gohan's friendship, he uh, manages to purify even that evil. So, in some ways, it's kind of beautiful. Piccolo's origin okay. story is just way too complicated. It is incredibly <laughs> complicated. Unnecessarily complicated. He also has the most complicated powers. His power set uh, is without a doubt the most inconsistent. Let's move on uh, to, to our next segment, Who Rock the Dragon? because I already have my answer. Uh, yeah, Jirobi. He cuts off Vegeta's tail. That That's already enough to, to give him a ton of credit. Krillin fucked up at that. Uh, yeah, Jirobi cut off uh, Vegeta's great ape tail. And if he didn't do that, everyone would probably be in a pretty bad shape. And he even gets, you know, an extra slash on um, Vegeta. He slashes him in the back. He gets some good one-liners. He points out that Krillin's an idiot for just realizing that Piccolo's an alien. Uh, yeah, yeah, Jirobi uh, rocked the dragon for me. I feel, I mean, there's not a lot of choices. Like, basically, everyone's dead at this point, anyways. So, yeah, I'll go with Yadrobi rocking the dragon as well, basically, copying everything Jack said. But the, the cutting of the tail probably was the most crucial thing throughout that whole saga there. Otherwise, it would have been done. Yeah. I mean, see, that's, a, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, Yadrobi. But I, uh, uh, Srill, uh, was it Srillin? Did I get his Srillin? name wrong? I did. Srillin. I did. Um, I for some reason I want to add an S to the beginning of his name. Uh, Krillin, I, I think Krillin uh rocks the dragon. I think like he, like, outside of how you know, this kind of the stupidness of like stopping because his friend was like, let me fight him when I'm strong, like you know, like that was kind of ridiculous, but like for the most part, he did a great job of like doing what he could, even though like he had some sloppy moments, and then also like the being the one who agrees to like go to space. Uh, in Goku's place and like kind of he's the guy he's a true mentor to Gohan all right he's a true mentor he's like he he had his you know the best intentions for that kid more so than anyone else so far 
Um, and I like that he's going to look out for him in space. And so, yeah, he's my, he rocked the dragon this episode. He kind of stood up when he, you know, when no one else could. And yeah, though he kind of gets his ass kicked, uh, he, you know, he stands back up. And uh, I, I don't know why. I also liked his outfit when he goes under the spaceship. Like he looks like he, it's like he was like Googled like how to look cool in like in Japan. And they're like, <laughs> came up with the most ridiculous outfit. Yeah, I like that jacket. Uh, they'll, they'll they'll get some uh, new duds. Uh, they'll get some new duds. I'll say when they get to Namek. Uh, there's a lot of interesting stuff coming to Namek. You, dear listener, I know we we've been enjoying these four weeks covering Dragon Ball, but obviously we're we're going to be returning to our regular scheduled programming uh, next week and certainly for the near future. But big butts, big butt. Um, I do think we we do kind of want. At the very least, I, I think we do kind of owe it to you folks to to do at least cover the Frieza saga because at the end of the day, we we we've been teasing this Malcolm. The fact that you don't know what a Super Saiyan is, I feel at the very least. I mean, will will we cover the entire Dragon Ball series? Uh, maybe, maybe not. But I think we do owe it to to eventually at least cover the biggest moment in the series, arguably. W- wouldn't you say so, Domenico? As a, yeah, as a that's fan pretty... of the podcast. That's pretty integral. I will say out of all of the sagas, the Saiyan one's probably my favorite, but the, the Namek one is the most important. I don't really know what that is. It's funny, I was listening to a podcast, uh, a sports podcast, not too long ago, in the, like, the last couple of weeks, as we've been doing this, and they referenced Saiyan, and like for the first time, like I was like, oh, I get that reference. Uh, <laughs> but, but like, because before I would have just missed it completely. But then they said the word Saiyan, I was like, okay, I kind of understand. But I don't really because I don't know what a Super Saiyan truly is. And, uh, and it's fascinating that this is the arc that like is very important to the series coming up. It's so integral to what Dragon Ball is. And you know, I mean, I've I've done the math. It would take us seven seven weeks to cover uh, the Frieza saga, Frieza Namek, however you refer to it as as opposed to the four that did here. So, dear listener, I think we'll, we'll incorporate this as something of a bonus podcast. We'll, we'll announce further details when me and Malcolm have uh, nailed down what exactly we're going to do and how, how we're going to do it. But I, I think I think you can, at the very least, expect some sort of bonus podcast in the future from us. Um, are we going to cover all the rest of Dragon Ball, especially given the fact that the sagas get so much longer? Uh, I'm not quite sure. Maybe Malcolm will hate this by the end of Frieza. Although I will say I do love the saga that comes after Frieza. I, I the the Cell saga is is my favorite, even though I know it's not necessarily the best. It's got a lot of fun moments. I'm it's so fun, that. man! It's so fun. I've t- I've told this yeah. to you before too. My hot take is that this, it's I know the Cell saga doesn't have the best story. I know Cell is pretty much just a rip off of Frieza. But man, with without spoiling it, there's just so many good fucking moments. It has the coolest opening to any saga. Uh, the ending is is the culmination of a lot of stuff in the series, um, particularly Gohan's arc. Uh, that's what I can give a bit of a teaser for. And the following arc, the Boo Saga. The Boo Saga has its moments, but it's also really bloated. Um, I like the ending to the Boo Saga. I think there's a lot of good fights in there, but that's also a saga where it's literally the characters just fighting the same person over the course of 40 episodes. It's a, it's a oh tough one. I mean, it's... The the lead villain changes changes its abilities and stuff at random, but again, it's it's I don't know. I think if you really love Dragon Ball, you'll enjoy it. It it does have a good. I, I was talking about this with Domenico. I think Dragon Ball Z has a good finale. I think the way the series ends is actually kind of beautiful. Um, but that's that's a whole nother story. Um, so yeah, let's kind of get into final thoughts for this whole 
series, Malcolm. We've done this for four weeks. What were your overall thoughts? You you had not watched Dragon Ball. You had you did not know who Goku and Vegeta were. Uh, what conclusions have you come to? You know, it's interesting because like obviously you two have like a nostalgia for Dragon Ball. You grew up with it uh, in a way that like even though we're all the same you know age. Um, we like I just for whatever reason I just missed it like I just like just completely missed it um, you know so there's like moments here where I'm like oh, I can kind of see why this was popular why this like this really took off in other ways I was like what is how did this happen like how did this get big um, you know I think there's like small moments like I'm I'm uh, I'm a big fan of the YTV like Canadian YTV like theme song that you played. I thought that was really fun, and I'm like, yeah. If I had actually seen that as a kid and listened to that music, I may have had like more nostalgia for for this than uh, than ever because I probably would have watched more of it. But at the same time, you know, I'm still you know not as invested, and I just I don't know where like I don't. I don't know where it goes. Like I'm, I'm kind of interested in seeing how this, you know, goes and plays out. But uh, at the same time, it's you know, I'm starting really from you know scratch, and I feel like obviously we've only like barely touched the surface of this because like I know there's you know hundred plus episodes to go <laughs> if I were to continue going. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I mean, I I enjoy the show. It's been interesting watching it on uh, the Kai version. Because like me and Domenico said, especially that first, those first two weeks, especially, we did notice a lot of things we liked actually kind of got cut. So it was interesting seeing how sometimes the filler can be helpful. So just watching the well, series with, with those eyes was kind of interesting. Well, also like you two talking about like, oh, yeah, like, you know, Goku during Snake, the Snake River run, you know, falls and goes to hell. And like, oh, there's like. You know, this dinosaur, like, uh, Gohan fights when he's, like, being, you know, trained. I'm putting that in air quotes. Trained by Piccolo. Uh, you know, where he's fighting a dinosaur, and you get, like, a little more of that action. You know, like, there's, like, more interactions. Like, that could be interesting. Like, they obviously, like, really, like, gutted a lot of that to, like, make this a more well-oiled machine. But, you know... Because uh, there were definitely moments where I was like, oh, yeah, they like it works and it makes sense. But, yeah, it's so slick that you're like, oh, some of the fights feel more filler-based. Obviously, you just told me this episode there's a lot of charging up and stuff. But it's like, oh, there could have been fun adventures that, you know, may have broken up some of the, like, oh, these episodes all just blurred together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's an interesting way. But, again, like, this this anime adaptation is more faithful to the manga but again, the manga was also, I mean, when Toriyama was writing this, he was trying to get to the point as fast as possible, especially given, given uh, again, how much filler they had to make just because they were afraid of catching up with the manga. It's, uh, it's that push and pull. And thankfully, modern shows like My Hero Academia, they do just, instead of doing 50 episodes a year, they just do 26, or they'll take even longer breaks than that, uh, in the case of uh, My Hero did because of COVID. So it's it's just a different way anime was done. I mean, there's plenty of shows like One Piece, which are still <laughs> operating the same way that Dragon Ball did uh, back in the day. But it's it's not nearly as common now. I would say. I think I think shows are willing to take breaks to let the uh, the manga get ahead, and that probably makes it a lot better when you watch it uh, in retrospect or if you're binging it or something like that. So yeah, uh, Domenico, any thoughts on on how watching this Kai version was for you? 
Mm. You know, I liked Kai. It's it's almost like it was designed specifically for this podcast too, so you're able to like get through a whole saga quickly as opposed to having to spend. What what was the length of the original? It was like thirty something for the Tain saga. It was like so, thirty eight or something. Yeah, so it's nice having a condensed version. Obviously, a lot of parts that were missing, I didn't like that, but I don't even know if it was good stuff or stuff that I just enjoyed for nostalgic purposes. Like this entire the entire enjoyment of the show is nostalgia based for me, right? It's almost like it's almost like pro wrestling. Like I, I don't see it as like an adult. It's something that you could get into unless you really enjoyed it as a child. Then again, I don't All think right. there'd be many getting into Dragon Ball if they hadn't watched it as a kid before. Like especially if like you're an anime fan and you haven't seen Dragon Ball, it wouldn't make sense either. So it's it's a weird thing. I do think like a lot. Of, I talked to like Zoomer kids. Uh, they started with Naruto, and uh, they haven't necessarily watched all of Dragon Ball Z. They they're more familiar with Naruto, which which I consider to be a worse show overall. Um, really interesting. I, I don't. I've never I mean, seen Naruto. Yeah, Kyle Bottom says he wants to pick some episodes, so so maybe we'll have that return. Um, but anyways, I I think for now, I think we've covered Dragon Ball Z uh, Kai pretty effectively. I don't think there, there's much more. Although I will say, let's just for fun, uh, who rocked the dragon overall? Over the course of these 18 episodes, who was who rocked the dragon the hardest? Uh, Gohan. I'm a big I'm a big Gohan fan. Um, I thought he, you know, he did a lot for being like five years old. He came a long way. He had a battle, you know, a lot of demons. Um, <laughs> uh, not literally, but like, you know, I, I was just a fan of his. And I'm, you know, he's a, it was a good young character. He's essentially what I thought Goku was going to be. Um, as you know, in theory, Gohan is the th- hero. Um, and yeah, um, goes from watching his dad die to like, you know, watch his dad almost die, but he gets to save the day by falling, by being a naked uh, monkey giant. <laughs> so, yeah, it's probably Gohan. Shit. I was going to say Goku, but you made a good case for Gohan. I did. I'll, I'll make a case for Goku. Um, no, I think Goku, I like his fights. I like his development. I like his adventures with King Kai. I even like the fact that uh, he does get defeated by Vegeta. I think that's especially given where the series goes and how Goku quickly gets so much more powerful than other characters. The fact that he does like legit struggle against this fight with Vegeta is kind of awesome. Uh, Yeah, I really enjoy it. I like the Kaioken form. It's a form that will eventually see a lot less use as, as more and more power-ups come into being Uh, as with Dragon Ball, uh, plenty of power-ups just, become the coolest thing uh, one minute and they get trashed the next. Uh, so the Kaioken form I thought was really cool. And again, I liked his fight with Goku with uh, Vegeta. Like Goku versus Vegeta is an iconic fight. The The animation was gorgeous. Uh, I thought it delivered. Uh, so yeah, Go- Goku, even if Vegeta had to cheat by going grade A, I think Goku still comes out the winner. 
And uh, him sparing Vegeta uh, may may end up being the right call uh, down the road. It may. I'm, yeah, I'm giving it a hint. It may be the right. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe, maybe it does. Even though in the moment it's a terrible idea. <laughs> in the moment it is certainly not. I mean, if I was like an adult reading reading the manga, I'd be like, huh. Yeah, and that's how I well as an adult watching this for the first time. Um, who who rocked the dragon in the Saiyan saga? Who rocked the dragon in the, in the Saiyan saga? Uh, Tongue yeah. twister. I, I'm gonna say 100% Goku for sure. I mean, he goes through so much. He dies, comes back from the dead. His power increases like I don't know more than tenfold, like a hundred times. I feel like he's quite a quite a gap mm. with that. Uh, Obviously, he gets his ass sort of handed to him towards the end there, but, like, they wouldn't have been able to defeat Vegeta without him. And, I mean, that's also a really common thing with Dragon Ball. They're pretty much leaving it down to the wire in every single fight. Like, Goku's always kind of like a day late and a dollar short, but he still pulls it off in the end. Awesome. And, yeah, uh, I guess that's the end of it. Uh, thank you, dear listener, for, for listening to this four-week uh, Dragon Ball Z Kai miniseries. And, uh... Next week, next week's episode will not be Dragon Ball Z Kai. Uh, we're going to cover the first five episodes of Netflix's The Great Pretender. Uh, so we're going from, from superpowered dudes fighting each other to uh, con artists. Uh, so it's going to be very different. Uh, and and we're going to try and take a break from the punching, at least for the next couple shows we cover. Uh, we'll see how long that lasts. Um, so yeah, like check us on at IsThisAnimePod on Twitter and Instagram. Domenico cannot be found anywhere. Um, you can find me on Twitter at OnlyRealJackM. Uh, Malcolm, where can they find you? Instagram at MalcolmRJMcLeod. Uh, I'm not really an active uh, Twitter user. And yeah, Twitter if you, uh, I get into fights all the time now. <laughs> That's why I stopped. I got into a fight with a, uh, um, with a furniture store in Missouri, and I was like, all right, <laughs> now it's time for me to take a break. But um, but yeah, if you're uh, a listener, uh, please uh, like, subscribe. Uh, we're on all uh, all the different uh, apps when it comes to finding podcasts. You can find us on Spotify, Amazon. Find Music, us wherever you found us on the uh, one you're listening to right now. iTunes. You know, give us a uh, give us a review if you could. Uh, you know, leave a give us some stars. Leave a review. That really helps with the promotion of uh, the show. And yeah, tell your friends. And we'll uh, see you next time. You must call me King Furry.